Hello, welcome. You're listening to The Deep End Theory on UCLA Radio. Uh, today we have a special edition of the show. Um, with yes. us yes, indeed. is the one and only Anakim. I'm still not sure how to pronounce it, to be honest. Oh, like, you said it right. It's Anakim. Anakim. Cool. I told you. Yes. God. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, so welcome. Um, Anakim is with Understated as well, which we interview all the time. Yes. Um, and then you're also with, uh, I think it's the Artist Intelligence Agency, right? Yeah, so so this year I released uh, two tracks on Artist Intelligence Agency. Uh, my next EP is coming out on Understated Recordings. That's going to be out on September 6th, exclusively on Beatport, and then everywhere else on the 20th of September. But uh, I'm also on this record label called Dear Dear, super awesome progressive techno label out of Ukraine. They're doing some really amazing things. So if you guys aren't familiar with them, definitely check them out. I have a track coming out later this year. Awesome. And uh, your EP with Understated, uh, how many tracks? What are the tracks? Does anyone know what's on there? Can you give us any details? Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So the lead off single is called Veins and uh, it's a two track EP and then the other track on the EP is called Stranger Things. Uh, Veins is a really high energy, s- more on the like progressive techno side of things. It's not just like straight bang techno. And then Stranger Things is sort of in the middle of progressive and techno also. It's going to be, it's like, I, I think you guys heard, heard yeah, that when you came to my show at Sound. I was just about to say, we, we went to his show at Sound last weekend and we heard Veins and it was awesome. Yeah, it's a total banger. I'll play it tonight. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Please do. They'll like. Yeah. Um, so, how did you get started with electronic music? Like, what what's your path here? How'd you get here? How did I get here? Yeah. Okay. So, back when I was still a student here at UCLA, um, my friend Brandon Tran. It was this. It was the summer of. 2010 when EDC still had their uh their show here in Los Angeles Brandon reached out to me and he's like hey we're all going to this rave it's going to be a lot of fun you should come and back then I was like no that sounds terrible (laughs) and he's like no 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 Rick you have to you have to come with us I think it I think you'll really like it so I was like okay I'll go Brandon because like you're my really close friend and I got a ticket and I showed up and my mind was blown. I had never been inside of a culture like that where everyone was so warm and welcoming and, and the music, I had never heard music like that. You know, that was when Big Room was like really coming into, into play in America. I was just like, what is this world? So that was at the time when like Afrojack was playing like 2 p.m. sets, you know, now he, he obviously <laughs> plays much later than that. But uh, every one of those, those big, Big Room artists were coming up and after that, I, I had only bought a, a one-day ticket. After that, mm. I immediately mm. got the second-day ticket because it was a <laughs> two-day event back then. And I was like, I have to go again. And so from there, I literally just went to every single show and every single rave for basically a year straight. And uh, I came into, to, I, had, I have a producer background just messing around on Fruity Loops since I was like early teens. But um so before EDC even. Yeah, before happened. EDC even. Like I was I was messing around trying to make hip hop beats. So uh, okay. So then 
I was in acting for a long time. Like I was in, I was on a bunch of TV shows, but I just, it just wasn't really fulfilling anything within me. And it just so happened that I randomly came across an article uh, from this artist named Mac J. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him. He's like a big room artist yeah. too. And uh, he talked about how he went to this school in Burbank called Icon Collective. It was a music production oh, school. Oh, he started from there. Yeah, he, he came out of Icon. And so I went on the website and I, you know, I saw a bunch of artists that I, I didn't know, but Icon had them all on the website. And so I hit up my friend Ashley, who is an artist manager in the music industry. And I said, hey, what, what's the school about? Is, is it real? Is it legit? And she was like, oh my God, yes. There's this kid coming out. His name is Jaws. He's about to blow up. <laughs> there's this other duo named Slander. Then there's this guy named Kezo. And literally within a four month period after that, like they all just yeah. wrote like meteoric rises. Yeah. So I said to myself, I have to go there. I have to go to Icon. Like, I can't not go there. So I, I showed them, I interviewed there, I showed them some of my music, and then that's when I found myself there uh, at the beginning of 2015. And I spent the whole entire year there. Just, I didn't even tell that many people. I only told my really close friends that I was going to Icon and learning how to produce music on a computer. Huh. How did the parents take it? Uh, they, you know... <laughs> Because that's time, always something that I'm yeah. like in the back of my head. If I yeah. really want to take this seriously, yeah. they're going to have to eventually know. But how late in the game are, am I going to like have to stretch this out? Exactly. So uh, so I told my mom about it. My mom's like, if this is what you want to do, you should do this. That's awesome. And then I told my dad about it. And he was like, <laughs> absolutely not. What are you thinking? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, you have to hear me out. And I, I basically like without giving a PowerPoint presentation, I gave him a PowerPoint presentation on Holy the reasons shit. why I should attend this school. And uh, after that, he was like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna back you up on this. This is your one shot. You just gotta do it. You gotta make it happen. Yeah, you gotta make it happen. And I was like, all right. And That's awesome. I mean, now I'm here. So you randomly went to EDC one year and you ended up at Icon. <laughs> and five years later, I ended up at Icon. It's quite a story. And yeah. you didn't listen to electronic music prior to EDC? Prior to 2010, I didn't. I came across I came across this one, like I'm sure nobody really knows who they are currently, but their names are the Freemasons. And uh, I think it's one guy now, but I'm pretty sure it was a duo back then. They made Disco House. So that was like my first introduction to electronic okay. music. And that music was really cool. And I tried to show all my friends here at UCLA and they're like, that sounds really dumb. Like, <laughs> why don't you put on Young Jeezy? I'm like, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. You 2008, know? 2009. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ahead exactly. of For sure. So, yeah, uh, actually, to get to that point of, you started with hip hop. And so, yeah. how, so, what was the first EDM genre or electronic music genre that you got into? Was it like, I would have to say, it's funny, like, I was such a mainstay story for it because yeah, it's yeah. so polar. Everyone opposite. Star starts yeah. that way, though. Yeah, it's, I, I feel like mainstage is the gateway yeah. to Definitely. other subgenres within electronic music. So, what happened was, you know, I was really into Big Room at the time because that's what was really cool was back then. It was yeah. actually good back then. Like, yeah. really fucking good. It was really good yeah. back then. Um, and then, I have a friend, a really close friend named Andy, who got involved with the Desert Hearts crew. Oh. And Andy was head of business development with them for three years. And he was always like, 
Rick, you've got to come. You have to come check it out. Like there's this whole other world that you don't even know about. He's like, I swear, if you just show up to this event, you're going to feel a pop. And I was like, what does that even mean? He goes, your whole paradigm is going to shift. I'm like, wow, that's really heavy. Okay, let's do this. So I went to, and this was right actually, right when I started at Icon. Desert Hearts had their spring festival. And I went, and you know, when I started at Icon, I didn't, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do or what I wanted to make. I just knew that I didn't really know how to make dance music in general. So I was open. And so when I went to Desert Hearts, I heard this, you know, really crazy sort of intergalactic style of house music that I'd never heard of before. And I just sat down next to the stage and I closed my eyes and I was just listening to it, just listening and listening. And my friend, uh, my friend Travis, we call him Zen because he's the Zen master. But uh, he came Sounds up to like me. Sounds like a good person to have at Desert Hearts. He's a, he's a great person. But yeah, he came up to me and he just put his hand on my shoulder and I opened my eyes and he goes, I feel like you're having an epiphany. And I'm like, Travis, I just figured it out. And he's like, what? I'm like, I'm going to make this kind of music. I was like, I don't know how to do it. I don't know. I don't even know what it's called, but I'm going to call it Deep Space. And all everything that I push is going to have sort of this like intergalactic, hard hitting sound. And Travis was like, what? And I was like, yeah. And in in, within a couple of years, I'm going to have a mix series called Deep Space. And I'm going to have this. <laughs> and I'm going to have that. And literally, literally every single thing that I thought of within that one set at Desert Hearts is exactly what I'm doing today. Yeah, that's awesome. You just started your Deep Space uh, mix series. Yeah. And like, where do you want to take that? What's your goal just to promote your mixes and yeah, promote uh, that sound? Yeah, to promote that sound. Like, Deep Space has expanded now into, because I feel like my sound has gravitated. I, I usually, if I play a set anywhere that's more than one hour, I usually start off a little bit more on the progressive side of things and then I take it into the more like hard-hitting techno side of things uh, so that's why I say I'm all shades of progressive and techno it just depends on where I'm playing and how long my set is what time my sets at but uh but yeah with it with the mix series I want to start getting a lot of guest artists to come in and showcase what they do mm. because it's sort of like a larger this whole thing that I call deep space within the progressive and techno worlds, it can encompass a whole bunch of different flavors within these genres. So that's, I want to start showcasing those artists, but as well as my mixes too. Yeah. I saw you just had a 28 millimeter. Yeah. Right? My friend, his name is Christian Cespedes. He goes by the name 28 millimeter. He's also an icon graduate. He's literally one of the best producers I know on the entire planet. I just had him do the very first guest mix ever. And, uh, a lot of people are really loving what he did. So I'm going to continue this. I think it's going to be like two mixes for me and then one mix for a guest artist. And that's mm. how I'm going to go about it. It's a good cadence. Yeah. So some people may not know what uh, deep space means. Mm -hmm. So progressive techno, like, yeah, some people may not be super familiar with either of those terms. Yeah. Because some a lot of people think electronic music is techno. Y yeah, no. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> So how would you like characterize deep space to someone that knows nothing about electronic music? So deep space, uh, I always wanted to create music that could be the soundtrack to intergalactic travel, but I always wanted it to be harder hitting and danceable. 
Um, so deep space, you know, when I was when I was having that moment at Desert Hearts, I thought to myself, I was like, wow, this I closed my eyes and I literally could could see basically like manning a spaceship and traveling through space. I was thinking about uh, interstellar and uh, deep space, I realized is not only about like what's out there in outer space, but it's also about what's inside your deep inner space. Because I feel like I went into sort of like a meditation when I was listening to that music. So that's when I, I, I want this music to, to really be fun and danceable, but also be kind of thought provoking in how it sounds, not just cookie cutter. Yeah, I definitely think it has that like throbbing hypnotic. Yeah. You know, like it takes you places. Yeah. That's like what I, yeah. I mean, that's like what we like about techno and that whole genre is you, it is like kind of meditative where you get transported to this other place. Exactly. But you're like still dancing at a club or something <laughs> yeah. or at a festival. And it's like really, it's this juxta juxtaposition of two things that you like don't think that you would be doing at the same time. Exactly. It's beautiful. Exactly. It is beautiful. Um, so how'd you come up with your name? Okay. So uh, the Anakim are a race of giants from biblical text. And... Uh, their name, the funny thing is, is that I really wanted to, to have a name that started with an A because when you look at, um, when you look at lineups that are in alphabetical order, I was That's like, smart. I don't want to be in the middle where you just, I get lost. So what is a name that I can think of that starts with an A, but also plays into the whole like deep space kind of like that realm? And I started looking up mythical creatures online and I saw that the Anakim were a race of giants who descended or are descended from the Anunnaki. And if you know anything about the Anunnaki, what they say is we're actually created in their image. So they came from this, this planet called Nibiru. This is not what I really, truly believe. This is just stuff that I've read. <laughs> sure. Putting it's it out the story there. Behind. It's the story behind yeah. it. Yeah. So the Anunnaki come from this planet, Nibiru, which is supposed to be planet X. And it's still in our solar system. And it's funny because NASA is, is starting to find evidence of another planet in yeah. our solar One system. Like super far away or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So the ancient Sumerians, they actually have it in, in tablets that, uh, that they drew over 5,000 years ago. They have the entire solar system depicted. Every single uh, celestial body in the solar system is round. It's a sphere. And then there's an, an extra body. And they say in their writings that the Anunnaki come from this planet. So the Anakim are descended from them just like a couple thousand years after the Anunnaki. But the name Anakim in Hebrew, it means uh, uh, loose translation, something like of strength or strong and I want that's exactly what I wanted my sound to be strong so that's how I came up with the name Anakin oh, that's deep you really like took the whole deep <laughs> yeah. thing like all the way all, it's like <laughs> embedded into everything that's awesome yeah exactly <laughs> see I, I don't think I could ever come up with it we, we just come up with these like computer science related names and it's just like do I have to really like come up with a name I'm just gonna have to settle on something it's funny day. you know it's, it's funny I'm a I'm an only child, so my, my imagination is crazy. Ah. <laughs> I really built it up when I was a kid. Must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, so, from, from your experiences, 
DJing. And so you, you've been, uh, this is your multiple times, uh, uh, mixing at sound. Yeah. What's your biggest, like, so you've been mixing for how long? Um, you mean actually playing yeah. shows? Yeah. Or uh, even just first, oh, okay. first turntable or whatever. So the first turntables I, I bought, um, I found a dude who was selling uh, CDJs and the DJM 900 Nexus Mixer Pioneer uh, on Craigslist back in 2014. And <laughs> I didn't know how to mix, but I was like, I want to do this. So yeah. I just, he was selling them at like dirt cheap too because he really needed the money. So I just bought them and I was like, wow, how do you use these? And I just literally oh spent four months straight and I taught myself how to mix. So nobody ever taught me how to DJ or anything like that. Crazy. And it's funny, I started with like trap back then. I was like, wow, mixing this is so hard. And yeah. then I moved into just regular house music. House, and then there yeah, in the 404, yeah. that's when I started yeah. catching the timing and the rhythm. And that's when I learned about the math behind it. Yeah. And so, yeah. There so I did, I did all of that before I even went to Icon. Oh, awesome. Mm -hmm. so, so you consider yourself as a producer first and yeah. then a uh, DJ. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, okay. exactly. So then uh, we kind of always have this one question. So for, for DJs in particular, what's your biggest oh fuck moment um playing live oh my god easy so easy <laughs> uh so back back last um november and the beginning of december or maybe it was just december yeah it was the beginning of last december i went on tour with lane eight as official uh That's support right. for california and we uh i played at the observatory in orange county then I had a show at the Fonda and all these shows were sold out too. So, so uh, I had only played at sound one time. The sound, playing at sound was my first time ever playing out. So I had sound under my belt, but then I went on tour with Lane 8 and literally everybody, like a, a lot of my friends came to the show at the Fonda. And you know, that's a venue that I've gone to for years seeing multiple artists. So here I am playing that. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, I have to knock this one out of the park because I don't know who's going to be there. My dad's coming up, his business partner is coming up, like everybody wants to see this. And so I literally, I literally played a perfect set. And after the set, I was like, oh my God, that was so cool. I can't, I can do this. It's rad. And so fast forward to the next day, I had to go to San Diego to play at Bang Bang. And that was the last show on the tour. And uh, I totally forgot that instead of having an hour set, uh, I had a 45 minute set. So I'm like literally just getting into things. And I look to the left of me just off stage and it's my manager with lane eight. And they're looking at me and they flash at me. They're like two minutes and just like a, uh, a peace sign. And I was like, two minutes? They're like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I just started the song. How am I gonna get out of this one? And so I looked at them and I gave them a thumbs up and I just dropped my hand, not even paying attention, hit the cue button, music shuts off, entire venue is staring <laughs> at me. And I look at the cue, like this is all in a fraction of a second. I look at the cue button and I go, don't press play. And I just nonchalantly took out uh, my headphone plug, took my headphones off, just wave my hands in the air <laughs> like thank you just like acted like it was all part of the plan and i remember somebody in the back was like what <laughs> and i just walked off slowly and and lane eight he comes up to me he goes what happened 
And I was like, oh my God, dude, I accidentally hit the cue button. I shut off the music. I couldn't press play again. Like, I didn't know what to do. He, and then he just started laughing. He's like, don't worry. I've done that at a festival. You're fine. I'm like, are you sure? I'm so sorry. He's like, you're fine, Rick. You're fine. And so that was my oh fuck moment. That's crazy. And I swear to you, that's never going to happen again. I'm so hyper aware yeah. now. <laughs> Watch out for that cue yeah. button. That, that that's, that's amazing. Because like, I feel like after a while you do these shows and then you kind of just like, you get resistant to the like the mess ups you do like it's yeah. like it's fine no one no one's going to remember this like yeah. beyond at most the the next morning yeah exactly and unless so, it's being filmed and they post it on YouTube. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thankfully <laughs> thankfully for Lane 8's tour it was called this never happened and they put stickers over everyone's camera phone because photography and video were not allowed <laughs> oh, so i was like okay. i just won <laughs> They actually did that on the way into the venue. Yeah, yeah. Was, this never happened to us because it's because That's cool. Every, yeah, it's really cool actually, and it's funny because everybody was so much more engaged. I noticed too because everyone is always trying to take a photo at a concert or yeah. they're they're taking video, it's but cool they're concept. watching the concert through their phone when they're right there. So they wanted he wanted you to be in the moment. And that's why it was called This Never Happened. All you have are your memories. There's no photos or video to document it. You just have your memories with the person next to you. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Good guy. Yeah. Who's your, uh, besides yourself, who's your number one artist like to look out for right now? Who do you think is about to like make it big or on the come up? Oh, man. There's a, there's, there's actually a few. Dudes. A few is fine. You know, yeah, there's actually a few one. dudes out of Icon who I think like within the next year are going to be doing really, really big things. Um, one of them is my friend Michael Sundius. He goes by the artist named Rinzin. He's on Mousetrap currently. Mm. Nice. Yeah. They've been making moves nice. lately. Yeah, he's released two tracks and both of them have been on Mousetrap and they're phenomenal. And I went to, I was at Icon at the same time as Michael. Um, and then another one who I mentioned earlier is uh, 28 Millimeter. The style of techno that he makes, I'm just like, my mind is floored at how good he is. And he turns out tracks so quickly. I wish I was a really fast producer, but I'm not. What's fast? Like, uh, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like Christian can turn out a track literally in one day. And it's like the hottest thing ever. Fully just like mastering. Yeah, just like done. Or maybe, maybe it's like two days. Okay, two, okay, one more day for mastering. Yeah, one more day for mastering. Okay. But like production, everything. Yeah, but still pretty fucking fast. Yeah, Yeah. it's really fast. I wish I was like that, but I'm not getting there though. (laughs) And what about like your dream venue to play in? Um, my dream venue, I'd have to say one of the major clubs in Ibiza, Hmm. like the whole goal for Anakim has to, has been to leave the U.S. in terms of touring, being able to be an international act. Uh, so I'd say any one of the major clubs in Ibiza. And then also my dream venue is, um, is uh the neon garden at edc Mm. the techno stage Mm. like to be able to play edc and have it come full circle to where it all started for me yeah that would be would be crazy that'd be awesome yeah i feel like abiza would really like the whole deep space thing yeah they push a lot of like techno like that yeah way more than you'd think definitely they do and then also like another place that i would love to somehow break into is mykonos because i feel like Mm. Everybody, I feel like that's going to be the new visa, essentially. Huh, interesting. Yeah. 
They have like a thriving club scene absolutely. that's on the come up. Really? Yeah, absolutely. A lot huh. of the a lot of the DJs who have residencies in Ibiza also have residencies in Mykonos too. At least the ones that I listen to. So interesting. I did yeah. not know that. That's yeah. Interesting. Mykonos. That's the place that has the blue roofs, right? Yes. Yeah. I, I believe so. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I think that's right. So speaking of the future, where do you see Anakin being in one year, five years, ten years? In one year, uh, in one year, hopefully, I'm playing one of those big festivals. Um, I mean, this year I played hard, and that was like literally hard. Not sorry, holy shit, by hard, and that was that was kind of mind blowing uh, to me to even have been there because suddenly I was with a bunch of artists who I had been attending their shows, you know, for like the last four years. And now and they're peers. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so on the one year track, hopefully, I'm playing one of those big shows. Uh, I'm starting a label with mm. my friend Andy, the one who was part of Desert Hearts. Uh, the label is going to co- be called Celestial Body. We're also going to be doing events. And funny enough, we're teaming up with Understated, actually, for our first event in September. So the Understated kids, really close friends. They, they like our vision and what we're doing. So we're going to team up with them. Um, and within five years, hopefully, within five years, uh, Celestial Body is going to have its own festival. So that's the main game plan there. But also, hopefully, within five years, I have a residency in Ibiza. <laughs> and I can, take, I can take the Celestial Body concept out, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then in 15 years, you were winning Pioneer DJ Awards and everything. <laughs> I wouldn't hate on that, yeah. to be honest. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's but basically yeah. what Cloud did, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's what Hot Sense 82 is doing now. So yeah. he's somebody I really look up to. Just like what he what he's done with his label and all the knee deep in name your city parties that he throws. Yeah, yeah just, that's perfect. It's yeah. Perfect. Did you go party. to that sound pool party by chance? No, I didn't go to the sound pool party, but uh, I've seen Hudson City two so many times over the yeah. last two years. He's yeah. awesome. He's I didn't so go either. Good. I wanted. I was contemplating going, but yeah, I think it was, was on a I, Sunday. <laughs> I think that was the day after I played actually. So I was like, Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, I was. So I, I was a little bit tired. Yeah. Yeah. So do you go to shows any less frequently now that you're you're you have your own like uh, career? I or do. Just as much? No, I don't. Oh, okay. I definitely go to shows way less frequently. Uh, I focus on just producing music when I if I don't have to be out, I feel like I shouldn't be out unless, you know, a friend is playing or somebody else who I've met uh, from one of my other shows is playing and I want to just go say what's up. Yeah. But in terms of just going out because nightlife is my career, uh, I tend to really enjoy staying at home, yeah. hanging out with my girlfriend, hanging out with my dog, my three dogs. So, <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's get to the mix. Cool. But just for information for everyone, you mm-hmm. have a Burning Man camp fundraiser that's happening on Friday, right? Mm-hmm. And then I it, just actually added. Uh, this is this is supposed to be a secret, but I'm playing at Sound again this Saturday. So uh, oh, for the Househeads? Yeah. Nice. I'm one of the secret guests. Nice. Uh, <laughs> we won't tell anyone. Yeah, that's a little hint anybody. for all the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody should show up to Sound because you may or may not see me. Um, and then you have a Space Taco Tuesdays. Yeah, a bunch what? of my friends. A bunch of my friends are playing <laughs> Space Taco Tuesdays, and they asked me if I wanted to play. And because I have never played with the, that set of friends, I was like, yeah, I'll go. It's fine. I'll play with you guys. So it should be fun. It's going to be in Pomona. Space Taco Tuesdays. 
I had never heard of that. that yeah, I had never though. heard of it either. But my friend Josh has apparently been playing there a lot. He goes by Phantom Freak. Uh, he's been playing there a lot. And so, Josh. so yeah. Hey, oh, yeah, uh, you Josh. know Josh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys went to school together. Yeah, I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. Ah, so he's a big uh, yeah, Taco Tuesday resident. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> basically. He reached out to me and he's like, do you want to play this? And I was like, well, you guys are kind of really house. <laughs> and he's like, it's fine. You can do your thing. So it's going to be like house, house, techno, nice, yeah. house. <laughs> Back to the house. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to the mix and then we'll talk again after. Cool. Sounds uh, good. So yeah, enjoy, uh, enjoy the mix by Anakin. All right. Thank you for coming on. Thank yeah. you guys.
Intelligence. 